Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nugget, food for thought and for the imagination. Yesterday we were mentioning concerning life is a journey and the journey has a destination. When we look at the Old Testament and how God through Moses brought the people of Israel out of Egypt, They were delivered out of slavery, out of the bondage. They were delivered out of the captivity that they were under. And they began their journey. They began their journey through the wilderness. Their journey did have a purpose and it did have a destiny. The destiny was Canaan, was the promised land. Now, we cannot compare this and say that uh, they were trying to make it into heaven in Canaan because in Canaan land, they actually still had to possess the land. They had to enter in. They had to conquer it. They had enemies uh, that were there. In heaven, there is and there are no enemies. Uh, God is in control. He is the ruler of all things uh, up there. But there are some lessons that we can learn about the Christian walk and his journey here on earth as far as living out his Christian life. Our destiny is eventually to get to Father's house. Some can call it heaven. Some can call it to our mansion. Uh, We can give it a different title. But ultimately, we are reunited back with our Heavenly Father. We are reunited with our uh, resurrected Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we are also reunited with all our family members that have gone on ahead before us. Now, that is part of the journey for the Christian. Israel, on their journey from point A to point B, they absolutely complained, they murmured, Uh, They tried and tempted God over and over and over, according to the book of Psalms, in Psalm 78. They tested him, and he was very patient with them, long-suffering with them. But ultimately, at the end of 40 years of journey, 40 years of traveling around in the wilderness from one place to another, they ultimately perished. Joshua and Caleb being the original survivors of those originals of uh, from the age of 21 and upward were the only ones that actually entered into uh, Canaan land. And uh, all the new generation that was after them, they also entered in. But the point is this, they had a journey from one place to another. It was from where they were to Canaan. Uh, A journey that could have lasted possibly maybe no more than three months long, lasted 40 years. In our Christian walk, many, many Christians in their journey are and do exactly as the Israelites did. They wander from place to place aimlessly, never realizing that our destiny is to Father's house. There is a point A and there is a point B that we are trying to get through. Our journey is not one that is instantaneous. 
In other words, we start off today and we're there tomorrow. It is a lifelong journey. And throughout that lifetime, there are many things that we go through. There is a book, uh, Pilgrim's Progress, that actually explains this. Uh, I can't remember when it was written. Uh, they, I think they even possibly have movies about it. But it's about an individual uh, who is a Christian and how along the way on his journey to the celestial city, uh, he meets so many people down that path and so many people that are involved that are either good and or are bad or evil, ultimately making his journey uh, where he needs to go. Interesting because uh, it actually outlines the Christian walk and our journey through life making it to the celestial city or Father's house. Beginning with that, Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe in me also. In my Father's house, there are many, many, many uh, mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. And of course, Jesus said that where I am, that there may you be also. He says, I will come back. I will come back for you. Now, as we continue reading through that, we finally get to the book of uh, uh, John in chapter 14, verse 6, where he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So Jesus is the way. He teaches us the way. And he also teaches us how to get to Father's house or introduces us to the Father. It says in Philippi in uh, John 14, verse 8, Philip says unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices. And Jesus says unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? Now key here is knowing him by experience. And uh, he that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but, of, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he does the works. And of course, we've made mention the relationship of Jesus in the Father, the Father in Jesus, that oneness, that union between Christ and the Father, and then Christ praying for the believer in John chapter 17, that just as the Father and Jesus are one, that we be one uh, also with one another and one in uh, the Father and the Son. Now, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the work's sake. And as we continue reading, it says in Matthew, in chapter number 7, in verse 12, Therefore, concerning the journey uh, for our lives, Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them 
for this is the law and the prophets. This is also called the golden rule. Uh, basically, it's walking and living by love. Jesus goes on to say in the next verse, in Matthew seven thirteen, following after the comment and statement that has been made, whatever you want men to do to you is what you know you need to do to them. It says, enter ye in at the straight gate. There, the word straight is not uh, S-R-A-I-G-H-T, but it's S-T-R-A-I-T. Uh, not like a straight line, but it's talking about a gate that is actually uh, very narrow. Uh, there, there's obstacles and, and things that are in the way, therefore making it uh, hard to get in there. But nonetheless, it's there. And uh, uh, you have to really, really, really stand really close uh, in order to be able to enter in through that little gate. Another example that can be said is uh, when Jesus talked about uh, the rich men entering into heaven and that the gate, uh, uh, it would be easier for a camel to get in through the gate than, than through uh, an individual trying to, a rich man getting into heaven. He was talking about the big gate to the walls of the city and a little small narrow straight gate that was made once the big gate was closed uh, for them to go in. Now, it says, enter ye in. That means that the gate is open. The gate is open. It's always open up until a day that it is actually going to be closed. The scripture mentions this. The gate is open. It has to be found. The gate is not just there uh, uh, with 1,000 signs saying, hey, this is the gate, this is the gate. Uh, we are to enter into that straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. So he makes a comparison that in order to start the journey, we have to enter into the gate. In the book of John, in chapter 10, Jesus talks himself about being the gate or the door. When we use the tabernacle in the Old Testament as an example, we talk about entering into his gates uh, uh, with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. There was and there is gates to be able to enter in. Then there was the door into the holy place, and then there was the door into the holy of holies. Three different entrances that one needed to get in to be able to get into where the Ark of the Covenant and the presence of God was at. Right here, we are told that we start our journey by entering into the gate. But he goes and identifies that there is another gate. A gate that is wide and the way thereof is very broad. It's very wide 
It's, it's, it's the road that leads to destruction. People find that very easily. And it says many go there uh, into that one gate. Then he says in verse number 14, Matthew seven fourteen, Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads unto life. And few there be that find it. So, two ways. One leads to Father's house. One leads to destruction. Both gates are open at the very moment that we begin life and are available. The gate that is broad and the way that is broad is easily found. And most people go in that. But the gate that is narrow and the way that is narrow, it leads to life. Now, Matthew gives us some more light on this and helps us understand in uh, entering and following this journey uh, of life. It says in Luke thirteen twenty two, And he went through the cities and villages teaching and journeying towards Jerusalem. Goal, destiny, was to reach to Jerusalem. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them. This is from Luke thirteen twenty four. Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. So he uses the word strive there. It means to struggle, compete for the prize. This is, like Hebrews says, running the race, or uh, that's in Hebrews 12.1, or in uh, the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 9, where Paul talks about mastering uh, the race and running it lawfully, also talking about uh, wrestling and uh uh, he's not as one that beats the air. He knew exactly who his opponent was. It says to contend with an adversary or generally to endeavor to accomplish something. You have to fight. You have to labor uh, fervently. You have to strive. So it's not a tiptoe through the tulips or a walk in the park to enter in through this gate and to continue on the way in our journey to Father's house. There are adversaries uh, that will want to prevent us from entering in and there will be adversaries that will fight us along the line. But as I mentioned, the journey to our destination, like the Canaanites, will be one where we have to go in and possess the land and the inheritance. In other words, we will have to struggle and fight for it. But we're not reaching uh, Canaan land and calling it heaven, but we are reaching Father's house. And that is where the true heaven is at. 
But nonetheless, there will be adversaries and there will be things that we will have to deal with along the way. Now consider this food for thought and for the imagination that Jesus himself made the statement, strive to enter in. Well, we've run out of time. Join us tomorrow, but consider this food for thought. In Jesus' name, amen.